Sitter Snippet Series is sponsored generously by the Saka family in honor of the patriarch of the family, Joseph Saka's 50th year at Tzayd also. This particular snippet is dedicated in the Schuss of Yitzchak Isaac ben Rabbi Yechiel and Yitzchayah Bash Shmuel ben Sion. We last left off before Hanukkah. We're in the second paragraph of Shema in understanding the words V'chora af Hashem b'chem V'yatzar es ha-shamayim v'lo yematar v'adamol es-tenes yivulah v'chulay V'chora af Hashem, Hashem will become disappointed. The inverse, the opposite of Shemua Tishmu. If we're not listening carefully, if we're not listening diligently, if we're not observing Hashem's blueprint and formula, His instruction manual for life, we're trying to figure it out on our own, we're disregarding His will, then He makes the heavens stop, and it will not, it will not rain. Targum Yonasan points out, means He's going to stop the heavens. It means that it's an extraordinary suspension of the rules of nature. It's not that the clouds and the sky and the ecological system are not prepared for it to rain. Targum Yonason writes, there'll be clouds and they're filled with evaporation, they're filled with moisture, they're filled with the rain that's ready to fall. However, Hashem will interfere. It's not just that it will, within the natural order, not occur, but Hashem will interfere with the natural order because we will be undeserving. What does it mean, V'chara'af Hashem? We mentioned last time the Rama Memor Nevuchim writes, Bechorah Af Hashem, this description is used particularly in the case of Avodah Zarah. Hashem's least patience, his least flexibility or tolerance is when it comes to Avodah Zarah, we attribute power and control to things other than the Rebbeinu Shalom, the Almighty Himself. So when we describe Hashem's anger, of course we're employing an anthropomorphism. We're saying Hashem gets angry. He's perfect. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't get anything. He's the Ribbon Shalom, he's all perfect, he's, he's omnipotent, he's infinite, and so on. But not only do we describe that he's angry, we describe where is that anger? V'chara, where? Af. The cartoons when we were kids, the steam came out of your ears. In Hashem's case, it comes out of his nose. V'chara, af. Where does he get angry? In the nose. Why do we specifically employ the imagery, the anthropomorphism of the nose, to describe the place of his anger, the chara'af. And the opposite's also true, all the way back to Parshas Noach and well beyond, when we appease Hashem, when we make Him happy, not angry, how is it? A reach nichoach. We offer karbonos, and the karbonos are a reach nichoach. And what happens to be, if I'm walking home and my neighbor's barbecuing, I'm also happy. I'm not happy if they don't offer to share it with me, but the smell itself of a good barbecue, some good fleish, she brings a great simcha. But the Rebona Shalom is omnipotent and perfect. So reach nichawach, a good barbecue makes him happy. And when we stray in Avodah Zarah, we attribute power to others. V'chara af, his anger is in his nose. Why do we keep coming back to the nose? So I once saw somewhere a very beautiful interpretation. The imagery of the nose for idolatry or for when we make Hashem happy is a reminder of our very own origin. Kodesh created us from the earth, he fashioned us from the dust of the earth. And how did he bring us to life? How did we become animated, vibrant, dynamic beings? describes like the glass blower who takes a deep breath and then blows and expands the glass. Shem placed a piece of himself in us. He transferred that Salam Elohim, that godly spirit, that godliness he put in us. And where? So whenever we reference the nose with Hashem, we're remembering how it all began. 
our purpose in creation, who we are and who we're meant to be and what we're capable of, that we are Tzalem Elokim, that we are, we are a piece of Hashem in this world. And when we violate that, then when we defeat and violate the very reason that we are here, V'chara'af, he gets angry in the nose. We violate the very gift, the most magnanimous, the greatest gift anyone's ever given, the greatest expression of benevolence that Hashem created us. He didn't have to. We wouldn't have been here to miss it. But he did it out of love. And when we dismiss him or neglect him, certainly when we worship others or something else, V'chara'af, the imagery is back to the way it all began and violating our purpose. And when there's a reach nichoach, there's a pleasant fragrance that Hashem imbibes through His nostrils, kiviachol, then we are fulfilling the very purpose with which we are created. And then the next phrase, the Torah here is telling us, it means, lest you think we'll live in the era of technological breakthrough, we'll invent ways to be able, hydroponics, we'll invent ways to grow and we won't rely on the rain. Irrigation systems or Israel's technology that can bring moisture out of the air, actually, literally. Water brings water out of the air itself. So you'll think, Hadama titanis yivula. Hashem, okay, so it won't rain. You'll hold back the rain. It won't rain. So we tend to think, Torah tells us, no. If we cross that boundary, we violate Hashem's trust. It's not just that it won't rain. It won't produce. Those learning the Dafyomi, spending big blot, a big mesechta, lots of agarita, of what it means to need the rain and to be worthy and to bring the rain. What life is like without the rain, just how threatening it is and how much we rely on it. And what happens if we don't fulfill Hashem's word? So the simple understanding of is that we will be eliminated from the earth. The land will spit us out. The land doesn't tolerate us. Talking specifically in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel is no ordinary soil or earth. It's no ordinary land. It's a mitzvah hatliyos ba'aretz. It can't tolerate immorality and corruption. It literally can't tolerate it. It vomits out an inhabitant who violates it. But the Piyazetz Nerebbe and Achshach quotes, many others do as well, Ba'ashem Tov, it's been said in the name of the Kotzker, to read it a little bit differently. Vavarita Mehera means that if you want to be a soulful, a spiritual person, if you want to be a person who walks with Hashem, Vavaratem Mehera. We have to abolish, we have to get rid of Mehera. If the Baal Shem Tov said that several centuries ago, then all the more so today, in which we are we're operating at warp speed. We're always mindlessly on the move. And therefore we make poor decisions. The Piazetna, Shem Yikom Damon, when he quotes it, he says, if a person wants to make good decisions, if you want to live a virtuous life, you have to slow down, slow down to the speed of life. Va'avadatem, get rid of mehera. Faster, faster, faster is not always better, better, better. If we want to make better decisions and live a more mindful and healthier life, then va'avadatem, says the Bashem, va'avadatem, abolish and get rid of that sense of mehera. Mir Tashem will start with it next time.